to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. On this podcast, I bring you information, education, advice, and tips from healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, and everyday people who have changed their lives and health through diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes and are now rocking their best lives. Join me on this journey to rock your best life. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I hope that you had an amazing weekend. I know that I did. Um, I had the chance to paddleboard, and if you saw my my stories and my posts on Instagram, you know that I just had so much fun paddleboarding for the first time. Um, the weather here in Colorado has been just amazing. Um, I think it was, you know, gotten to the 80s this weekend. <laughs> so it was nice to be able to go um, to the lake. And I took my son and and we went out to a lake nearby. And, and I just dove in, <laughs> you guys. I was so scared at first. Um, but I had the most fun. And I kind of conquered some of my fears. Um, and... And that's just, you know, that's what life's all about, right? You gotta have fun. And and that's what I've been really working on lately is trying to balance my work, my my work that I'm so passionate about, about this podcast and about my, you know, health coaching business and about all the things. Um, trying to balance it out with, you know, making sure I have that family time and I and I, you know, spend time with my husband and my son and and that I don't focus on on the work. So, you know, that's why this podcast may be coming to you a little later today, um, and that's okay. Um, I'm just really trying to focus on those things, Um, you know, find the the joy, (laughs) you know, find the balance of the joy and the work and all that stuff. Um, But I am just loving this whole process. I'm loving interviewing people, Um, and, you know, I'm trying to kind of bring you guys a mixture of people and the conversation um, that you're going to listen to today is with Josie Richards, and um, she was such a joy to talk to. Um, she is a, a licensed marriage and family um, therapist, and, and she was just so amazing to talk to. I just love, the, I love these mental health, you know, conversations. Our mental health is so important, especially now. I believe, you know, you know, right now we are we are going through a dramatic experience, right? So we really need to focus on not just our physical health, but our mental health. And and that's kind of a topic that, you know, has been coming up a lot already in this podcast. Um, how we, you know, we can change our diet, we can exercise more. Those things are kind of, you know, I believe like the base of, you know, our physiological mental health, you know, those things can really change your, your, your mind and your body um, when those things are operating well, but then we need to go deeper. Okay. And then we need to kind of, you know, it could be hard at first. Um, I know it was for me is, and sometimes, you know, we, when we're really frustrated and we're, we think we're doing all the right things, um, we're not seeing the scale move. Um, sometimes we have to really tap in to our traumas, um, 
our past stories that we're telling ourselves, um, our things that we're holding on to, what are, how are we talking to our bodies? Um, and that is like actually something I'm dealing with right now. Um, I, you know, I recently had gained some weight and I can figure it out because I feel like I'm eating so clean. You know, I eat so clean. Um, I mean, that's how I feel my best. Um, I eat a meat-based diet. I'm not overeating. I, you know, I'm very active. (laughs) I work out. Um, I'm just really active. And so it wasn't making sense to me at all. I have, I've had all the tests done. I've had my hormones checked, all that stuff. Um, But I was addicted to the scale. And, um, you know, and I also realized I probably wasn't talking the best to myself. Um, And actually something came up for me. And I, and I really think that whenever you see these messages, you know, um, come up, you know, on social media, you might see like a video or, because that's what you're surrounding yourself. That's your environment, right? So in your environment, whatever messages that you're getting, I think you really need to stop and listen to them. So one message I, I just, you know, kind of got was from, um, and I'm not remembering her handle on Instagram and YouTube. Um, I think she's like the carnivore fit mom. But anyway, I I follow her, but I hadn't really seen a lot from her in the past. And she was talking about something that she recently started to do that was really helping her and her, you know, her weight loss plateau. And, you know, she had just had a baby and everything, and she was struggling to lose this baby weight. And she is following, you know, a strict carnivore diet as well. And um, she's... And, you know, doing all the things, doing, doing all the things that um, that should be, you know, helping to move the scale. And it just wasn't happening. And then she just started this practice of almost like manifestation um, to your body and just loving your body and telling your body that you're at your goal weight, you know, that you are, you know, strong, beautiful, that you are, you know, just all these amazing things to your body. Instead of the negative self-talk, um, because I think a lot of times, especially with Instagram, social media, all the all the stuff that we kind of focus, we can focus on, I'm not good enough, I'm not skinny yet, that kind of stuff. And um, so I just, I decided today that what I was going to do is um, just, you know, stop weighing myself every day. I mean, it's kind of pointless. You weigh yourself and you're like, oh, I'm the same every day. I'm the same. I'm still, you tell yourself these negative things. Like, I'm still fat. I'm not, and that is telling your body, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing my job. But your body is doing its job. Um, But you just need to kind of give it some love. And I know whenever I've done this in the past, it's been crazy, like, how dramatic I, I have been able to move the scale. Um, but also it's not just about the scale. It's just about loving your body and feeling good, you know? Um, sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent for a minute, but you know, that's just what I'm incorporating. And I, this morning I decided I was going to wake up early and I wanted to really prioritize my breathing, um, exercises because that really helps me. 
and my meditation and my grounding and writing in my gratitude journal and writing my affirmations, doing all these things that I know helps my mental health and helps me stay grounded and really makes me more productive. Actually, it feels like it makes my brain work better. All these things. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I have, you know, from time to time, I have actually tapped into the areas that I, I've been blocked or stuck in. Um, and, and, you know, and that's part of this conversation I had with uh, Josie is, you know, what, what are the stories? What are those stories that keep us stuck? What are we telling ourselves? So the language that you use with yourself and with others, um, the, that kind of keeps you stuck. When you don't deal with trauma, um, you know, like I said, we're going through a traumatic experience right now. But looking back, what is a lot of the tra- trauma that you've you know, kind of dealt with uh, most of your life? You know, what what have you listened to that others said? Uh, you know, and this is like something it is really hard at first. Um, but once you kind of implement these, you know, some practices, um, once you start talking positively to yourself and telling yourself, you know what, I can do this. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. You can push past it and you can do it. I've had to several times, uh, you know, in my journey, of course, because especially in the beginning, I had so many people telling me, you know, um, (laughs) you can't do this. Um, What are you doing? Um, This is not good for you. (laughs) All these different kind of things. But, you know, I knew in my heart, and you will just start to trust your intuition. You will feel in your heart what is what your body needs. And it can take a long time. I'm not saying this is an overnight thing. But, you know, when you start to deal with those things that are blocking you, only then can you move forward. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, I just love these conversations, you know. And they're not easy. But I think, you know, a lot of times we just focus, we focus so much on the physical stuff, especially in the health and wellness, um, you know, community. I feel like we focus too much on all of the physical stuff. But, you know, if we can start focusing a little more on the mental aspect of it, um, I think that really you're going to see some dramatic results. Um. You know, I know I have in the past. I know, I know for me, that is really what kept me going. I mean, I think it should be a foundation not to, not even to change your diet at first. I think it should be a foundation to focus on the mental stuff first. Like, why are you even doing this? You know, ask yourself. Um, and that's why, you know, I think it's really important. I always have my clients start with finding their why. That's the very first thing we do. We find our why, and then we can move forward and make our goals. Because, you know, the physical part of it, even your health struggles, I think, are all based on your mental health. Um, But, you know, I just love this conversation I had with Josie. um, And her story is amazing, you know, how she came here um, from another country. And... um, And she is just, you know, a wealth of knowledge. We talked about a few different uh, modalities that she uses in her practice. 
Um, and, and some of them, you know, I had never, you know, heard of. Um, and it was really fun to learn. And learn more about how some of that stuff has been used in the past um, and how it works. Uh, she was talking a little about neuro, neurofeedback. <laughs> Um, and you know, if you're, if you're familiar with David Asprey, Dave Asprey, he talks a lot about neurofeedback. Um, and it has been used in just brain, a lot of brain research, a lot of research to figure out how our brain works. They've used a lot of that. Um, and I didn't realize it was used in therapy. Um, and we also talked about EMDR, which is eye movement, um, desensitization desensitization, reprocessing. So I think it's just um, amazing to see how these different modalities can be used. Like you don't have to go to a therapist and just talk it out. And and that's what she kind of um, dove deep into is like some people don't want to talk it out. And, And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we have things that are trapped in their traumatic experiences that um, we're not really aware um, and that's what we talked a little bit about too. And it was very interesting. Like some people can like not really realize what's going on in there, um, why they're feeling a certain way, why, like when they go, you know, to the store or see something or smell something or, you know, something like that can trigger a response in their body. And they're like, what? Well, I don't understand what's going on. You know, they have little clips of things, but, um, these traumatic experiences can be, kind of be trapped in our body. And, and it's crazy because a few years ago when I was having a lot of pain in my body, this kind of reminds me of that. I went to, and she was actually a friend of mine who um, specialized in energetic massage therapy, (laughs) which I didn't even know was a thing, but, um, and I haven't been able to find anyone else that does that um, since she's moved, but that was very powerful. I wasn't expecting what happened. I, yeah, I had a lot of emotions come up. I was bawling my eyes out when I left. Um, but she was able to just, I didn't tell her anything, not a thing. And she was able to touch certain parts of my body and kind of tell me what traumatic, um, events were trapped there. And she's like, Oh, you know, she kind of, you know, dove deep into some of the areas that were very tense. And she's like, you're holding on to this here. You need to forgive yourself. You need to let this go. Um, and yeah, that was pretty intense. Um, and, you know, I did, I know there's different modalities that deal with that, like different, you know, um, I, you know, I'm not thinking off the top of my head what it's called, but I know there's like um, some practitioners that do like exercises that, that you can really like breathing exercises and then also just moving your body. Um, and I know a lot of people will, and I, I do agree with this. Like, um, you know, if you're just feeling, you know, really tense, really emotional, and you're not sure why just try moving your body and you can release some of that. You know, <laughs> sometimes when I do my breath work in the morning, I find that it helps to make a little sound, make a little release, you really, you really do need to release uh, some of that, you know, energy. You need to just let it out. And I, th- and I, and I think, um, 
you know, I've experienced this with my own son. And, you know, I tried my hardest to, like, prevent this from happening. But I can't control everything. And I had to realize that, um, you know, he was, things came up with, with him that I see with a lot of males. Um, you know, our, our little men are told, you know, by the environment, by, you know, others, other kids, um, you know, by social media and all these things that it's not okay to be in our, in our emotions. It's not okay. We need to kind of suck it up, right? Suck it up, buttercup, right? Um, and, and when we, when we have them do that, or, you know, when, when we do that, um, you know, when we don't feel the emotion, we, we don't let our kids feel the emotion, when we say, oh, stop crying, you know, stop doing this, don't feel, just come on, let's go, <laughs> um, kind of thing, um, you know, we got work to do, we gotta, we gotta move on, we're not letting them feel, and it is really doing them a disservice, because what happens is, you don't feel that emotion in that moment, and then later in life, you hold on to that, later in life, it kind of builds up and builds up, and then one day you're exploding, and you don't know why. Um, this is actually something I did deal with too. Um, I kind of grew up in a pretty chaotic household. Everybody had bigger problems than me, right? Um, you know, my siblings had a lot of, um, you know, behavioral problems, a lot of issues, health issues, mental health issues, all these things. And I, I was the oldest, so I felt that I was expected to be the golden child, right? I was expected to just hold it together. I had to be strong for everybody else. And so that kind of led to a bad habit, you know, early on of, I think, sucking everything up and pretend like I was okay. And like, you know, even though all these traumatic things were happening around me, I just, you know, I sucked it up and I, you know, I kind of just pretend like, oh, everything was great. And I remember in my, you know, when I was a teenager, I would even tell people like all these, you know, oh, this happened, you know, all these traumatic things that did happen to me. I told my close friends and they were like, oh my gosh, how are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just happy, happy. So I put on that happy face, right? And so I think there's different ways you can deal with things. So some, some people really get, they go to that dark place, that depressed uh, state which I did go to later in life. Um, Or they just go to this fake happy place. And that is kind of where I lived at for a long time. Because whenever I wasn't happy, everybody was asking me why I wasn't happy. And so, you know, my point of this is like, just because you appear happy doesn't mean you are. doesn't mean everything's okay. And um, sometimes we got to feel the feelings. We got to get it out. Because we're going to have to deal with it later, and it could really cause a lot of health issues. And I and I do kind of believe that that has been some of my issues um, with, you know, a lot of my digestion. Of course, it's not just that. It's also, you know, the food I ate, my the environment, you know, all these constant rounds of antibiotics. You know, I was sick a lot as a kid. Um, but, you know, if we don't deal with that, we're going to have to go <laughs> deal with it later in life. Um, and this could be, you know, a different modality that you look into. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear my conversation 
um, with Josie and, and I hope that it helps you. I hope that, um, it kind of shows you just a different perspective because I think it's really, it's important to just look at different perspectives. It is not one size fits all. <laughs> you know, some of the things we talk about may not be for you, but maybe you can take away some great tips. Um, and, and you can kind of, you know, maybe give you some ideas to kind of check out, you know, say, oh, you know, I had that thing happen to me a long time ago and I didn't really deal with it. I wonder if that's kind of affecting my relationships. You know, it could be affecting your, your relationship with your partner, your kids. Um, it could be affecting even your relationship with your parents if they're still alive, um, your family members, um, everybody that you come into contact with. It could actually be affecting, you know, your friendships. Um, now, I know that for a long time, some of my past relationships with women, um, you know, things that happened in the past, I kind of carried that into my relationships. I was, you know, I would let people kind of walk all over me and abuse me in ways um, until I started doing the deep work and I, I realized, you know what, I'm not... I'm not okay with that. I need to protect my energy. So I cut off all ties with people that I thought were toxic and not bringing me, um, you know, not bringing me up. <laughs> they were bringing me down. So I started to seek out friendships that were more on my, my level or would bring me up energetically. And, and you know, those, are, those have been the best, you know, relationships. They have really... Um, encourage me to grow. And, and I think that's what it's all about. Um, so I hope you enjoy this conversation. Um, some updates, um, in the rock and rose of wellness VIP rock stars group that I have on Facebook. Um, we, we had an ab challenge and that was a lot of fun. I absolutely loved putting that together. Um, I am going to be putting some of those videos over on YouTube soon. Um, and then I am going to be doing a water challenge on, um, May, I believe it's May 24th. Um, it's a Wednesday. Um, so May 24th on Wednesday. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to do a three day water challenge and I think that's like an easy one everyone could do. I do give out prizes to the winner on those. Um, and that's, you know, just if you... If you participate in the challenge, then I will be giving you a free water bottle at the end. And I usually do a little live and I and I come on in the group live. And I just, you know, um, give you guys a little education, a little tidbits, you know, about what, you know, what kind of benefits you would get from the challenge. So in this case, it's a water challenge. So, of course, a lot of us know the benefits, but there's a lot of benefits, a lot of health benefits that um, that a lot of people aren't aware of. So I kind of dive deep into that stuff and and let you know what you need to do to participate in the challenge. I always give you like a little tracker and, and it's just really fun. It's just a, a reminder, motivation to remember to drink more water, stay hydrated, um, I usually talk about electrolytes too in the group, um, cause it's not just about water, but also like making sure you get your electrolytes in through food or a supplement. Um, 
so yeah, that's what's going on. We, we, I think we're at 95 people in the group right now and it is free to join. I, I'll have a link in the show notes on that one. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that's all I got for you guys today. I, I'm in the process still, you know, um, of trying to create some, some, um, trainings or some, you know, courses for you guys. Um, I, you know, it's hard to find the time lately, you know, with this podcast and everything going on. Um, but that is my goal is that I want to kind of, you know, create like a beginner's type course, um, you know, starting with kind of a, you know, more of a, um, a primal whole foods, low carb type, almost like a primal, keto diet, but without all the nonsense. (laughs) And so that's kind of why I'm in the process of creating, you know, giving you a lot of information as you go through the course about why you're doing it and what benefits you would see from like a low carb, whole food, um, um, you know, higher fat approach. I mean, not really high fat, but you know, you're incorporating some healthy, good animal fats in there. Um, and so, yeah, I'm in the process of creating that. Um, I'm not sure really when I'm going to, you know, when it's going to be done. Or, but I just want, I, I like to let you guys know what I'm working on. Um, and over on the YouTube channel, I am making new videos over there. Um, and I plan on adding to that channel more and more. Um, and all of the podcasts in video form are always over there, too. So I just recently released the one from um, last week was with Michelle Hearn. And um, the next next week, I'll be interviewing Lone Star Keto Girl, Amber Wentworth. And she has an amazing story. And um, she's just, uh, she's such a bright, cheery person. Um, A fun, fun person over on Instagram. You should totally give her a follow. Um... And I'm going to be interviewing her actually today, and then I'll be releasing that next Monday. Um, so that is coming up. That's what you can look forward to. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I have for you today. So I will um, talk to you in the next episode. I plan to have another episode um, later this week, probably Thursday. Um And I will see you guys or talk to you guys in the next episode. Um, So I hope you enjoyed this, this conversation with Josie Richards. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice, as I am not a qualified healthcare provider. The information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Rock Your Best Life and Rock and Rosa Wellness are not qualified to provide medical advice. Please consult your own physician or provider with any medical issues that you may be experiencing. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors of this podcast. Welcome to the Rock Your Life podcast. Today I have a special guest with me. I have Josie Richards. She is a marriage and family therapist 
who specialize in trauma, PTSD, anxiety, anger management, just to name a few. Um, welcome to the show, Josie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, I'm so excited to dig into this conversation because I know that um, we are all going through a lot right now um, over the past year, and this is something we all really need. Yes, <laughs> we need to talk about been. this. Yeah. So um, before we get into that, why don't you just kind of um, give us a little background, um, you know, let us know, you know, what, like who you are, what led you to um, the work that you do? Sure. So I'm originally from Brazil. I first came to the United States when I was 20, so 20 plus years ago. And um, I actually originally was a baker. I worked um, as a baker for a long time. And I realized then with what was going on in my world and my, um, my life and my family, that wouldn't be enough to maintain us uh, financially speaking. I loved my job and I loved the place I worked for, but I decided that I wanted to, you know, here I was in the United States. It was very hard for me to learn English. Once I did, I was like, I need to do something with this. So my BA was in theology. So I studied, um, the relationship between humans and the divine. Oh, wow. uh, it's really fun. Couldn't do much with that degree though. Yeah. <laughs> but that definitely uh, pushed me for my master's in marriage and family therapy. And I have been doing for over six years now. And I absolutely love, love what I do. Yeah. Wow, that's an amazing story. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It was hard, though. Schooling has never been too easy for me. But yeah. um, I have a goal. I know what I want. And there are certain ways to study when you're not a book person. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I always say that, you know, if you have a, um, a driving force, a mission, a knowing, then you're going to find whatever it takes. You're going to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah and the, and absolutely. I have... Two amazing children. My son uh, is nine and my daughter is six. Oh, and, nice. Um, yeah. I am a single mom. I'm not single, but yeah. I, am, <laughs> I am a single mom. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. And that must be so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I have a I have a 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's hard. Yeah, especially with this last year with, with school and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah. been really hard. Um, so, well, let, I guess we can just dive into, um, you know, talking about trauma. Um, you know, what now, what kind of things have you seen in your practice um, involving, you know, people that have a lot of, they may have a lot of past trauma and how it relates to their, you know, their health. Maybe they're going through, you know, autoimmune issues or they're just always, you know, always sick, um, and maybe they don't realize that those two things are connected. Um, yeah. Um, as, a, as a marriage and family therapist, our profession and our board is very strict to what we can uh, treat and what we can and what we can speak on and what we can't. There's definitely tons of research that connects 
uh, trauma, PTSD, to cancer, uh, mental health issues, um, and other physical uh, symptoms. Mm -hmm. So when I have a client that presents a lot of physical symptoms, I ask a lot of medical questions as far as when was your last checkup? Uh, did you do blood work? Are you taking any medications? I kind of pointed out if it's a physical thing, I pointed out for the client to go get those things checked, right? Yeah. As far as the mental health world goes, what is really interesting is that just as an example, someone comes to my office and say, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Oh, okay. Let's talk about your trauma if that's what the client came for, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about your trauma uh, line. And we see that what we, what we don't know as mental health professionals is kind of like the egg and the chicken thing. What came first? Yeah. Was the person borderline first and then trauma came or did trauma come and then the person has symptoms of borderline personality disorders. And of course, this is just an example. We could do the same thing with chronic anxiety or depression. Well, are you depressed because of the trauma or, you know, so it's, it's very interesting for us to really kind of, as we take our time to treat the client, sometimes we go like, no, you're not really, you don't really have this mental health disorder. You just have a lot of trauma. And once we treat the trauma, then the symptoms will go away. I actually had a case when I was a student that everybody was saying she's borderline. And I was like, she's not borderline. She just has a lot of trauma. And we did trauma work. And there you go. The symptoms were all gone. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. As far as trauma treatment, we know um, there are a lot of new things coming up. There are a lot of new discoveries also with the um, advances of technology. People are creating new pathways of treating trauma. The two very strong ones we have that have been in the, in, in available for clients for a long time and ha has the stamp of medical professionals, mental health professionals are EMDR. I will talk a little bit about that in a, in a little in, in a second yeah. and zero feedback oh but when people ask me Josie do you know about shocking blah 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 and uh, there's so many things if you google treatment yeah. for trauma there's so many things in the market because there's so many new things which is awesome yeah. but we don't know if the new things are going to be effective until we give it time so the ones we have it that we're giving time and has research and proven and stamped their work are neurofeedback and EMDR. For both, you need to have a special license, a separate license. Just because I'm a mental health professional, I cannot simply do one of the two. I need to go and, and really get my license and specialty on that. Yeah. As far as neurofeedback, it's more like they put the wires in your brain and make you watch a TV with waves. There are different ways of doing. I'm not specialized on that one. 
Yeah. But um, I know that that's how they do it. So it's more like an observing the waves and your brain is being processed that way. Oh, okay. Now, the one that I do have the training is, is EMDR. And that's the one I use in my practice. And I have had amazing results. Um, and it stands for I movement desensitization reprocessing wow and it has been <laughs> i think it was before covid uh we were celebrating our 30th anniversary so it has wow. been at least 32 to 33 years in the market became um they they started the studies with soldier coming from war with ptsd yes and trying everything that was available and nothing worked. So mm -hmm. nothing was working. So um, they tried the EMDR and they had amazing results. And it was, everybody was so impressed that they're like, how about we try for other things? Like we're doing this for soldiers, but how about we try for anxiety or if someone was raped or if mm -hmm. someone had a severe death in the family? And then they started the tryout for other things and it basically works for anything rather if it's wow. a thing like i'm afraid of spiders and i never mm -hmm. see spiders but i don't want to be afraid of spiders anymore yeah or if it's like i lost someone and i'm having a very hard time coping with it mm -hmm. right so the basis of emdr is um are you are you familiar with the ram sleep but the REM sleep oh, is yes. rapid eye movement. Yeah. We all go through the REM sleep every single night when mm -hmm. we, it's called also the deep sleep, right? Yes. So basically is when, and we usually observe this in kids or babies, when they are with their eyes closed and fully sleeping, but the eyes are moving from side to side. You can kind of see the pupils. Yeah. Move, right? Yeah. That is where EMDR started from. Oh, with okay. the rapid eye movement, because um, with the, the technology that we have now, we were able to measure that um, when we are going through the rapid sleep, mm -hmm. we are filing information. Oh, so basically, when we wake up in the morning, we collect information throughout the day through our five senses, right? So we see something, we smell something, we experience something through our five senses. The brain is collecting information throughout the day. And it does that over and over again. But the brain doesn't really separate the information between good and bad, true or false. It just collects information. Okay. When we go to sleep, that our eyes are moving everywhere, we are stimulating right and left, right and left, right and left of the brain. And with that stimulation, what we're doing is that we're putting the information that we collected throughout the day in files. So you have a file for recipes. Oh, I learned a new recipe. When you're doing the rapid eye movement at night, that information goes to the recipe file. I learned something new about my family. That goes to family file and so forth. Okay. Big things and small things are being filed. So supposedly that day, unfortunately, you went to a gas station and the gas station was being robbed 
And even though you didn't get hurt, you pre you presence something really traumatic, right? Someone mm -hmm. pointing a gun to everybody else and you're not knowing if you're going to die or not. Okay, so you are sleeping and your brain is collecting everything. And then out of a sudden you get to that information. Gas station, gun, life. And your brain goes back and forth in where it should restore that information. Should I put here? No, it doesn't go in recipes. It doesn't go in family. I don't yeah. have a bio for this. This is so foreign for what I know. Mm. So that information is going to get frozen and it's going to get stuck in your brain. Oh, okay. Then as we go throughout life, we get a lot of those iced blocked. And then our brain doesn't have the same fluids that it had before to just think and go about our day we stumble in those blocks a lot and we trip and fall in our thinking and our emotions as we go throughout the day because we have those memories that weren't able to be filed. Wow. Yes. So EMDR uses the same process that we naturally do at night, but you are fully awake, helping your brain process something that wasn't able to process during the night. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. It so is. When, yeah. So when you are working with people with this, do like things that they didn't even think about for a long time, like that are trapped in their, in their files, I guess, do they just kind of come out and do they, are they re-traumatized or, or no. how does that work? Yeah. And, and that's a question that does come up a lot. Um, every person is very unique in how they process. I have had clients that, and, and, and this is what is interesting. The brain will bring up what it needs for healing only. Oh, okay. So if you need to remember something for your own healing, you will remember. But in order for you to heal, if it's not necessary for your brain, for you to remember, you won't. So I have had, in doing the EMDR processing, I have had clients where they said, wow, I have forgotten this. Like, this is so interesting. But yeah. we are already in the process of healing, right? So usually that's not a re-traumatizing thing. That's mm -hmm. like, let's continue processing. We're already in the process of healing, right? And I've had, um, I've had a case long, long time ago that the, the person said, I want to process something, but I don't know what it is. I know he hunts me, but I don't know what it is. And mm -hmm. I said, okay, tell me a little bit about it. And the, the person, the client said, I just remember gooey, gooey stuff. Hmm. It was something gooey, it was something. And I was like, okay, so we processed that gooey stuff. Yeah. At the end of the processing, the client said, I said, so what are you needing for process? And the person said, I just need to open the curtains because everything is dark. And I was like, okay, so now let's go ahead and open the curtains. So the person did and the gooey stuff was processed on a scale from zero to 10 before it was a 10 in disturbancy. Now it was a zero. And we to this day don't know what the gooey stuff was. 
but it was processed. The brain did not need to give us that information for, for, for her, for, for the healing. Oh, it just kind of need to go there, but not. Yeah. You didn't know the details. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes we do. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't. And what is really good about EMDR too, is that a lot of people, especially males, I see at least the ones I see, they don't, they're not They don't want to talk about their stuff. Yeah. So EMDR is very little talk. You don't really need to sit down and give us your whole traumatized, detailed story in order for us to heal. There are some questions we're going to ask and we need to put some, but there were EMDRs uh, processed with no information at all. Wow. Yeah. The person that trained me uh, uh, said there was a client that came to my office and he said, I want to process something, but I don't want to tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. She said, all right, what would you like to call it? And he said, I would like to call it the ugly stuff. Oh, okay. So the whole process was the ugly stuff. Once it was done, he felt free to tell her the whole thing, but it was already done. He didn't have to tell her. He chose to tell her. He was like, I want to tell you now because now it's not a problem anymore. And then he shared what it was. But the whole thing was processed as the ugly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's very interesting. <laughs> I know. I, I love what I do. It's, um, it's really rewarding to see people that have been stuck with a secret or yes. a big thing or a minor thing for years. Yeah. Come and go through the EMDR process and get healed. Yeah. So that, I mean, that sounds like a really great way that people can go through the healing, but they don't have to tell, they don't have to tell other people about, maybe they're ashamed to to talk about something and, and that's why they don't go through, you know, they don't go get help, you know, basically. Yeah. Those are rare. I would say most people, they come and they say, I want to process this. And then we yeah. can get a little bit more information. But if the person is absolutely refusing, I don't want to talk about it, that it, there is a way to really go about it and process it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what now let's talk about other uh, modalities that you work with. Sure. What other kind of therapies that do you um, uh, offer people? Yeah, I, um, am ju- I was just recently trained in EFT which stands Mm -hmm. for emotionally focused therapy. It's a great, um, it's a great model for couples or relationships. Uh, We do also do individual uh, therapy for that. It explores Mm -hmm. a lot of where that core emotion is coming and where is that need that we have. A lot of our needs come from attachment problems, like the lack of attachment that we had with our caregivers when we were little. Oh, So there is a a way to heal that, right? Because depending on the attachment story that we have, um, I can give you an example. Uh, My biological father passed away when I was one. So I had a a, a narrative attachment, attachment there, a story that I created in my brain that every male in my life will just going to disappear one way or the other. It's either going to be 
by death or they're just going to not want a relationship with me anymore. And I'm going to have that male disappearing at some point in my life. So I went through my own EMDR processing through, you know, another person. I didn't do my own therapy, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I committed myself just because I, I also wanted to know if it was going to. Oh, yeah. We always get a we always get a test it on ourselves, I think. Right. <laughs> and, and one thing that interesting that came one of my healing aha moments that came with my own EMDR was, wait a minute, I have two amazing brothers my brothers are the best and they have never left. Yeah. They're always there. And like, you know, so that was a, that was a piece that my brain was missing. And I've had, of course, that wasn't the whole thing, but that was one of the peak moments of my healing. It was like, not every man will leave you just because your biological father passed away when you were one. But that was a, a cognition that I was, uh, that I was going through. So with EFT, because I talked about EMDR, now emotionally focused therapy, I had that missing core. I had that in, in an attachment. I didn't have an attachment with my biological male figure. My mom mm -hmm. has always been in my life, but I didn't have an attachment with that figure. So I've had a lot of emotions on that, right? So in yeah. relationships, one of the tendencies before I did my healing was, oh, before you leave me, I'm just going to go because you're not going to stick around anyway. So, yeah, you know, what's the point? Uh, so we heals um, emotionally focused therapy helps you heal those attachment needs, because even though for people that had both parents and they were great and they were awesome, no parent is perfect. And then yeah. we go to school we have some uh, maybe bullying or maybe, you know, some disappointments that we have there. So in a way or another, most people have a little bit of attachment healing that they need to do. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I definitely had that, um, that same male, the male figure leaving issue. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I carried it into my marriage. Sure. Um, and I, for a long time, and finally my husband, he said, you know, when you say these things, I would say very negative things that he's just going to leave me. Um, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not worth you. All the, all these kind of things. Um, yeah. And then when I started going into my healing, um, I, I had to heal. I just healed those things by confronting them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of us have those things and we just don't realize, okay, why am I feeling like this? And then we have yeah. to Exactly. kind of go back and say, oh, it's because of that. <laughs> I work a lot with that in my practice, and I like to call it the fatherless heart. Rather because the, the father passed away or the father left or the father was an addict and was not, not a really, never really present there. If it was the absence of a father, yeah, there is this... Um, same kind of same symptoms that a fatherless heart presents. So that's something that I, I do work with. 
quite a lot too. Yeah. Even if the person realizes or not, I was like, oh, you're presenting symptoms of a fatherless heart. And they're like, what, what, this, what is that? And then I explained it like, oh yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I, and even my husband had the same issues with his father. His father was there, but he wasn't there. Yeah. His, he was close to his mother. And I didn't, you know, of course our, our husband's don't want to tell us. He didn't tell me anything until recently when he would just say these things to me. I'm like, oh, wow, that explains so much. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. I now I know why you're the way you are. And yeah. even in his fathering, my son, you know, has changed since he dealt with it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes those are harder because for me, I could just say he's not here. Mm -hmm. But for someone that he's right there, but he's not, is really, really confusing to the brain. Yes. And he never, and he also shared that he never um, said, I love you, never once. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and it really explained a lot. It, it yeah. explains, you know, we can heal, we can heal from our past, how we were parented. Um, but it is hard sometimes. It's hard oh, yeah. to. It's hard yeah. to do this. Healing is not easy. <laughs> uh, and it is painful. And that's why a lot of people choose not to. But my point mm -hmm. is, aren't you already suffering? <laughs> Some people yeah. are like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to therapy or I don't want to seek my own healing because it's going to be hard. It's going to be so painful. Well, aren't you already suffering every single day? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, I feel like, you know, that, um, that's so important. Like we have to kind of go into those dark, you know, we have to do that shadow work, <laughs> you know, you yeah. have to kind of deal with some of that so that you can move forward. Exactly. Exactly. And another one that I want to comment on too, um, because I absolutely love is um, cognitive behavioral therapy, also mm -hmm. known as CBT. We have a lot of acronyms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I started in this field. I was like, how am I going to know all those letters? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I can't keep track of them. <laughs> well, EMDR, EM, it starts with eye movement, right? So that's an easy one. Yeah. Know. And then the other one is the emotional one. And now this one is the cognitive one. <laughs> yeah. It works a lot with broken thinking, right? Okay. So we develop throughout our lives, uh, we develop broken, way, uh, broken ways of thinking and seeing things, right? So examples of it could be using absolutes. He always does this. She never mm. does this. Well, nobody in the planet can always something or never something. That's a very difficult thing to be so it's not very healthy to use those things you know i often feel uh i often feel hurt by so and so is different than he always hurts me well it doesn't wake up in 24 hours hurt you because i'm pretty sure that person needs to live his or her life right yeah so broken way of thinking absolutes another one which trauma brain has a lot people that went through trauma is the black and white thinking or the all or nothing thinking it's either here or either here oh yeah um, i it's it's very hard when 
because life is gray, right? It's yeah. not just this or just this. There's a lot of variables. Other ways. Yeah, but I like um, I like um, problems in thinking equals problems in life. Mm -hmm. And if we correct our thinking, everything starts in our thinking. If we correct our thinking, we can correct um, a lot of things in our lives. Yeah, I, I know that's definitely true for me once I kind of once I got out of that, um, that, I guess that victim mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm never going to get healthy. I'm always going to struggle with this or that, or I'm always going to have this addiction demon or, you know, those kind of things. But, but maybe we can just think about the next, your next step or the next day. Yeah. Like, well, maybe today I don't have to have that drink or that I don't have to have that unhealthy food or, you know, I can make a different choice. Yeah. And um, there are some cases where we can look for the tools and, and kind of do our own healing process alone. Mm -hmm. There are times that we need to contact professional help. Oh, yes. Because that's what they're specialized in, right? Um and a lot of times you need those tools that you, you don't know about because you're not in that field in order for you to heal. So rather if it's a, like a blood work to see what your health is or a yeah. mental health professional or a coach or even a mentor, um, a leader, you know, for, for you to, to have that help and for you, I'm a nutritionist, you know, yeah. you that help that you need. Yeah, I think it's really important to have a, a support system too, yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah, but like if you, yeah, like you said, like if you need some help with a certain thing, don't be afraid. Um, so I think some, there's, you know, there's a few different types of people where they just, some people it's like all or nothing, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah. Um, and then there's the people that they just, they are wanting help with every little thing, but maybe if you can kind of meet in the middle. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And in, in, in the mental health field, we measure a person's richness by the person's support system. Okay. So depending on, you know, we, of course, when the person comes to therapy, we do the intake and we ask some questions and then we observe what is that person's support system. If the person has, it's not about the quantity. Yeah. It's not about how many people that person has is about quality. It could be one or two. They're high quality. That person is way ahead. Yeah. And, and is, is a rich person because of that support system. Yes. I, I highly agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard. I was talking to a very good friend of mine yesterday on the phone and we became friends uh, as adults so yeah. we were already adults and we became friends and we were talking about how hard it is <laughs> to create solid friendship as an adult because yeah. most of my friends are back in brazil and we do have a whatsapp group and we do talk and with facebook and all of that uh, but I've known them since pre-teenage years. I've known them for 
some of them for more than 25 years now. And then I came to the United States and I know the importance of friendship. I was like, I'm going to at least try <laughs> to make a friend here. Yeah. It's not easy for you to to make friends at an, an adult age. True, true friendship, right? Yes. But it's worth trying. It's worth getting hurt and going like, oh, I thought this was a good friendship for me, but oh, it's not. Yes. Um, but for people that, because I know I'm fortunate to have created those friendships for 20 plus years now, but I know that that's mm -hmm. not everybody's reality because some people moved a lot or whatever the situation may be, but it's never late. No. I, uh, my, my, this friend, uh, this friend that I have here, we have been friends, I would say for a little over three years. Uh, so it's not, it's not late to. No, I know. The support system. Yes, I agree. I, I, the last few years I've kind of go, gone through, um, that because I, I actually I had a lot of friends um, from going to the bars and all that stuff. Yeah. I used to be a big drinker. And then I switch, you know, I had my son and and your life changes when you have kids. Um, and over the uh, past couple of years, I lost a lot of friends. But yeah. then I came to the realization that I wanted to build friendships with people that were like minded. And that yeah. believed a lot of things that I believed. And even though I wasn't going to have all these um, friends per se, maybe the true friendships are those yeah. really deep, deep quality friends. over quantity. Yeah. Yes. So now I have, I have a few friends and of course I'm always trying to make new friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the ones that I see a lot and I talk to a lot, they're on, you know, they're, it's kind of like they're on my level and we share a lot of the same um, yeah. yeah, qualities of about what we want out of life, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about what kind of advice would you give um, families right now who are struggling um, oh, with good one. Yes, I mean, um, with you know, especially right now with with um, if they have kids or don't have kids or just families. We're struggling to navigate what's going on in the world because I know that yeah. there's a lot of things that are going on right now. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to start by saying there is not a magical pill or a magical answer, but there's definitely some things that we can, number one, tell our brains, talk to our own brain is a very powerful tool. Um, choose to look at certain lenses versus others. Um, so let me start with this. We are in the middle of a crisis, okay? And what is interesting about this one is that we have personal crisis, family crisis, na nation crisis, but this one is a global crisis, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because for a long, long time, we haven't had a crisis that absolutely everyone, rich, poor, color, no color, whatever, educated, non-educated, we're going through, mm -hmm. right? Almost, you know, equally in, in a sense. So in a crisis, when we do crisis intervention, there are certain things that you need to consider 
one of the definitions that I like about crisis is that your tools and your knowledge don't work the same for you. Because if you had a problem and the, with the tools that you have and the knowledge that you have, you're able to fix the problem or minimize the problem or organize the problem, then it's not a crisis. Yeah. A crisis means all my knowledge and all my tools are not going to make this pandemic go away. Yeah. So that's a crisis. What I know and what I have, my knowledge and my tools cannot help me with this. Now I'm in crisis. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. So that is, uh, you know, two important principles right there. One, it's a global crisis. We're all going through it. And number two, what I normally would do or use will not work because we are in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. So that uh, causes for some changes in our routine and habits, as we all know and have experienced. Yeah. And some creativity too. Right? So um, in crisis, it's not recommended to make any big decisions. Should we sell this house? Should we buy this house? Should I change my profession? Unless it's something that you absolutely know 100% and you have consulted other people and they have said, no, this is a good move. Don't do a big move because you are also in a crisis mentality that your thinking is not very organized. Yeah. Especially because usually crises are shorter and this crisis has been going on for yes. two years now. I know. It's hard <laughs> to I, keep am track. I right, am I the right math there? I don't know. I've, I've lost count. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember when people were saying, oh, three, three months. I was like, yeah, whatever. I know. I know. It's crazy to think of how long. I know it, it's been really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's almost like you have to just re-navigate your life yeah. it's you know you have to kind of figure out what's going to work you know yeah and then i want to give everybody a tool that is really really helpful not only with crisis but when you are in kind of like i don't know what to do kind of situation but works really well for crisis so uh there is there there, there is a research done that shows that out of the things that we worried about, only 8% are likely to happen. Yeah. Okay. So 40%, uh, I don't remember exactly what the, what the research is. Maybe I can pull it up here real quick. But yeah. at, the end of, uh, at the end of it all, only 8% is what re is really likely to happen. So with that said, when you look at the, the 8%, mm -hmm. you need to ask yourself three questions, okay? Question number one, uh, what in this situation do I have control over? And control could also be put as influence, okay? So control or influence, okay. right? So what do I have control or influence? What do I have no control or influence? 
And what do I have? Some control and influence. Okay, I'm going to open up the research here and let's hope that my, because it's a, <laughs> it's a TED talk. Um, let's hope that they're not going to start talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, if it is, this is not, a, this is not a perfect podcast. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so I found it. So here's the research. Okay. Out of the 100, you wake up in the morning and you're stressed because of the crisis. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your worriness in your head, 40% of the things we worried about never happen. 30% are in the past and cannot be helped. Yeah. 12% involve the affairs of others that are not our businesses. Mm-hmm. 10% are related to sickness, rather real or imagined. So only 8% of the things that we worried about are likely to happen. Wow. Okay. And this research was uh, quoted on the TED talk called Be the Warrior and Not the Warrior. Now, now my accent's not going to help this. he's a fighter and not the person that worries (laughs) yeah oh yes yes so fighting anxiety and fear by angela cabarano okay so okay you can can go on youtube and put ted talk and i'll um actually i'll I'll find that and i'll link it in the show notes for yeah and if you want i can send it to you to be easier yeah i love i love ted talks (laughs) um awesome what happens in crisis, right? You, you're stressed because you either have kids or not, you're homeschooling or not. you like, before you didn't see your husband as much and now you guys are in the same house and whatever the crisis is, right? You need to look at it and pinpoint what are the worries that you're having. And then in that, you have to come up with that 8%, what is really likely to happen, right? or what is happening right now in front of me. When you have that, you ask, what do I have control? Some control and no control. Because there are certain things that we have influence. Yeah. There are other things that we have some influence. And there are other things that we have no influence. And what is interesting to me is that a lot of times we spend most of our time and energy in the ones that we have no control. Yes. But if he would only do this, well, that's another person. Someone else's affair, you're not going to fix that, right? So you need to focus on, you first, you need to identify and then focus on the some control or control, the some influence or influences versus everything else. That is going to help you to really focus your time and energy in something that you can actually have a result. Yeah. It's really being intentional with your time and energy and ask yourself, you heard some, you, you heard something rude about someone. Do I want to invest my time and energy engaging on this? Sometimes we go like, yeah, this is worth it. I do. And sometimes mm-hmm. we go like, no, I'm going to invest my time and energy in this instead. Yes. I think, and you know, when this whole thing, when the whole pandemic started, I had to really rein it in and, and figure that out for myself as well. Um, with so uh, you know, social media is a big stressor for a lot of people, 
And yeah. a lot of times we want to like, we want to get in there. We want to defend our beliefs. We want to fight with people, but you know, um, in the end, you're not going to change someone's mind. Um, yeah. A lot of people are set in their ways, but what you can do is you can lead by example. Yeah. You know, you can be that. And I decided um, early on, I was just going to be that positive voice. Yeah. I was going to be the positive voice and I wasn't going to engage in anything. And I don't, um, yeah, absolutely. you know, sometimes I'll state my opinion a little bit, but I will, I'm, I want to be the positive voice because nice. I think we need, we need a lot of that yeah. right now. I would agree with that. Yeah. Especially. So what are, what are some daily, we'll close this off because I know I'll, I'll have to let you go soon. Um, but what are, what are some good daily practices that we can all implement um, to kind of protect our mental health or improve, you yeah. know, our mental health. Yeah. So I like to say that we are like a triangle, right? Everybody, depending, uh, regardless of your background and belief, we are made body, soul, and spirit, right? So you get a triangle, you put one in each corner. And I feel that uh, not with perfection, but with excellence, with perfection is wanting to do everything without flaw. That's never going to work. Excellence is doing your best with what you have, right? Um, so trying to create that balance for yourself, right? Because if we really work on our bodies, but our soul and spirit is lacking, we're not going to feel complete and vice versa for all of that, right? We really work on our mind uh, or on our soul and spirit, but the work on our body, we're going to ache everywhere. So we really mm -hmm. need to look for that balance, again, not with perfection, just mm -hmm. with what works for you, right? So body is doing the things that we all know we should do. Really pay attention with our sleep. Adults should sleep nine, seven to nine hours a day. Everybody yeah. has a little bit of a different number, but seven to nine hours is, is a, a good number for an adult. Drinking water, um, eat your fruits and fat. We know all that stuff, right? Yeah. Um, our spirit is really our connection with our higher power, power. And a lot of times, because people grew up in a very severe religious home, or they have seen some stuff, they... they they push that away, but really it's what works for you in mm -hmm. your spirituality. And spirituality is different from religion. Yes. Right? Religion are the, the rules, the regulations, do this, do that, this is wrong, going to go to hell, all of that stuff. Yeah. Spirituality is really a relationship with uh, the person's higher power. power. Yeah. It's really important. And we have tons of research that shows uh, the importance of that is spirituality, right? And the other one is the soul. Some people call the mind. Some people call the soul. It's where we store our emotions, right? I love therapy, not only because I am a therapist, but I have my own therapist too. Yeah. And I feel it's amazing for you to have someone to organize your thoughts with you. The way I see therapy is like, when we're driving and we have the blind spots in our car mm -hmm. that we need to either turn our heads or look at the mirror 
therapy is kind of like pointing out those blind spots to make you be a better driver for your life. So really, uh, with your soul is like, what am I thinking about? Really think about what you're thinking about and consider your emotions because all emotions are good. Consider your emotions, consider what they're telling you. Sometimes you're anger, you're angry because there is an injustice, right? Or you're sad because you're healing. So our emotions are great depending on if we quote, think that they're good or bad, they're all working for us. And that is that other part of the triangle. So really try to balance with what you know and with what you have, body, soul, and spirit. Wow, that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah, I believe that too. Yeah, because I, I think that's the one thing that's helped me over this past couple of years is I really dove deep into my spirituality, you yeah. know, and getting in touch with myself and just even just sitting, breathing, doing breath work, that has helped me tremendously. And so I always tell my clients, we always start our sessions with a little bit of breath work um, because that gets you to check in with yourself. Like yeah. you have all this chaos going around you, but if you just sit with yourself for a little bit, um, then you get the messages, you get the downloads. <laughs> you know? And there are two ways that we can detox our brain right? Mm -hmm. We know how to detox our body. There's so many detoxing diets out there, right? Yeah. There's two ways that we can detox our brain, our thoughts. One is deep breathing because we do a lot of shallow breathing throughout the day. But if we take the time to do some deep breathing, that's why they say breathe 10 times because you're detoxing the brain. Yeah. And the other one is exercise. Mm -hmm. Those two can uh, clean up the toxics in your brain. Yeah, I know. You know, I've been I've been working a lot on you know this podcast and everything, and so I this morning, even though I have a lot going on, I made sure I woke up really early and I went on a bike ride because yeah. I realized I hadn't been I hadn't been taking care of myself, yeah. and that and that helps me detox the exercise awesome. and the and the breathing, of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, this has been a really great conversa conversation. Um, I, I feel like I can talk to you forever. Oh, thank you. <laughs> about all, yeah, about all these things. I mean, there's so many things I could talk to you more about. Um, but let everybody know, you know, how they could um, get in touch with you or. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I am licensed in Nevada. Okay. So if you want to contact me for therapy specifically, um, I can do therapy if you are in the state of Nevada. However, I do conferences and classes. Oh, okay. Josie, I want to learn more about your tools. I won't be able to be your therapist, but I will gladly put a class together on whatever the topic that you would like to learn more. Oh, okay. uh, my direct line is 702 280-3759-702-280-3759. And I'll so, put that in the show notes. Too. Okay, so you can contact me through that, through there. Also, if you go to psychologytoday.com, there is going to be a link there. Find a, a little uh, search there. Find a therapist. 
you can put my name, Josie Richards. My name has no E because I'm from Brazil. So it's J-O-S-I Richards. There is my profile and that is a lot of, you know, my specialties, what I do, prices and all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, My website is beyondtherapy.com. Beyondtherapy.com has several amazing therapists there. Uh, and I'm also there. You can also see my file. And then I created um, two years ago, I created a professional Facebook profile mm-hmm. where I post tools and resources for free for people. So oh, I have okay. tools on focusing. Oh, I, I want to learn something, but my focus is really bad. So you can go there. There is a whole series on focusing, relationships. Uh, this week I'm reposting on motherhood because I felt I didn't want to do a new one because the one that I did for last year, I had guests and it was so awesome. So I'm reposting on, on motherhood and how to navigate that better. So I yeah. have tons of tools there. So it's Josie again, J O S I Mara, uh, Richards. That's my second name. And I'm also on Instagram um once upon a mental health and on instagram i mostly put quotes so if you want to wake up with a nice mental health quote yeah um, just for you to have it on your phone or for you to remind yourself that's what i do over there awesome well thank you so much for coming on uh, the podcast and i'm sure everybody will will love all this this episode it's full of really great information thank you thanks for having me I know that I learned a lot. (laughs) That's good. I'm happy. Okay, well. If you enjoy or find value in this podcast, then please consider supporting Rock Your Best Life on Patreon. By becoming a Patreon, you'll help us reach more people and continue to create great content. There are exclusive perks available, such as private consultations with me, early access to content, and so much more. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash rockyourbestlife. Check the episode show notes for the link, and I will see you there. Thank you for tuning in to the Rock Your Best Life podcast today. I hope that you found value in today's episode. If you love this episode, don't forget to share it um, with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on your social media. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And don't forget to go over to your favorite podcast app um, and give me a rating or review. Um, That really helps my show, helps my podcast grow. Um, And if you want to start your health journey today uh, with me, I am a a certified health coach. Um, You can go over to rockandrosawellness.com and you can schedule your free discovery call today. And um, don't forget to sign up for my free newsletter. It comes out every Friday. I just recently changed it to Fridays now that it will be coming into your inbox every week. Um, And I share updates in there. Sometimes I have a fun little recipe. And I also have a free VIP Rockstars um, accountability group, motivational group over on Facebook. Um, You can join that one. 
um, for free and I have motivation every day. I have, you know, just fun, healthful tips in there. Um, and we have free challenges like spot challenges, ab challenges. Um, about to start a water challenge over um, on uh, May 24th, um, which is a Wednesday, and that's just a three-day water challenge. Um, so I would love for you to join us in that community. Um, you can find me over on Instagram and on Facebook under Rock and Rosa Wellness, and um, I I do have a YouTube channel that I am trying to grow um, over at Rock and Rosa Wellness as well, and I just put all of all of my videos over there. Um, I will be um, making new videos here shortly, but I do put um, all the interviews from this podcast um, over there um, in video form so you can see the lovely faces that I get to interview. And uh, like I said, I am going to be making some new videos um, over there. <laughs> um, that's kind of slow because it, it is taking me a lot of time energy on this podcast, which I love, love, love. Um, but if you would love, um, you know, to support me over there, I would really greatly appreciate it as well. Um, but I, I just hope that you love this podcast. This podcast is on all the different podcast apps now. So don't forget to subscribe, share, and let me know how you are loving this podcast. And as always, don't forget to rock your best life. And I will talk to you in the next episode.